the pitch. Swing and a base hit to left center field. And Camellia's going to score. This game is over. On an RBI hit by Mickey Poe. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Patrick Gordon, founder and executive editor of the Philadelphia Baseball Review, here with you today. Look, we're trying something a bit new here, uh, putting together a weekly baseball, college baseball podcast show, whatever you want to call it. Look, I, I've said this for a while now, and I've talked to many, many coaches, I think all of them in the area. There's just not enough coverage of the great things that happen in Philadelphia, in the college baseball scene here in the region. So... I'm trying my best to fill that void, and that is what I want the Philadelphia Baseball Review to do, to fill that void, to put a spotlight on these great players, these great stories, these coaches that are, you know, this is this is great baseball in this region. We are very, very lucky to have from D1 to D3 just some outstanding programs, um, you know, up and down, and maybe even more so, we are just very lucky to have some coaches in this area that are just top class gentlemen that do great things for our student athletes that yes they coach baseball but they also know that everybody isn't going you know pro and they just they, they do a really good job so again to all the coaches in the area and I've spoken with almost everybody over the last couple of weeks putting these preview pieces together just credit to you all uh, yes credit to the student athletes but credit to the coaches too for everything that they do. So, you know, with that said, basically what I want to try and do here each week is put together, uh, you know, a 20, 25-minute show, um, minimal edits, all right, um, and put something together to highlight what happened in the previous weekend, to look forward to what's going on, uh, to talk about our player and pitchers of the week at the different levels, uh, to highlight those guys, and then also to have a coach, player, or coach and players sort of stop by and uh, drop some comments and, and, and talk. Uh, today, I'm happy to have uh, a snippet of an interview I just did with Coach David Miller over at Penn State Abington and uh, a chance for him to reflect on how this past weekend went for the Nittany Lions. You know, it was funny, Saturday evening, um, uh, what was I doing Saturday evening? I think I was at a party and, um, you know, I flipped my phone over and, and it's a text from David telling me, Yo, Pat, these guys can hit. And uh, I looked at the score. I was like, wow, okay. And then it almost was like the same thing on Sunday. And um, so anyway, it was cool to touch base with David. We'll play that in a few moments. And uh, that's kind of what we're looking to do here. What I want to try and do, put some spotlight again on the programs, the players, the things that are happening here in the Philadelphia region. I want the Philadelphia Baseball Review to be your go-to all things college baseball in Philadelphia Yes, we're going to cover the Phillies. Yes, we're going to do some college or uh, minor league and high school stuff. But look, there's not a whole lot to report with the majors, right? I mean, how much do we want to discuss and get into You know, the CBA and, and the lockout? They're meeting again on Wednesday, You know, if you need an update. Uh, this is where I think Scott Lauber and, and the beat guys, <laughs> I'm going to let them take this one. All right, they can cover the lockout because I'm having a... I'm having fun doing this, the college baseball. All right, so again, the highlight of the weekend here, 
uh, I think was Penn State Abington just absolutely pouring it on. Um, let's look at these numbers. I think it was something along the lines of um, 60, 62 runs and 55 hits over 18 innings. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Now, now it is opening weekend, right? Pitchers obviously um, aren't stretched. <laughs> but if you think about it, and for those of you in baseball, you know this, it's usually the pitchers that have the advantage at this point, right? Um, <laughs> David mentioned, and you'll hear this, his guys haven't been outside much. Um, so to go on the road and to just throw up 62 runs on 55 hits, um, you know, it says something. Now, again, Penn State Abington, as good as they did um, at the plate, yeah, left a little bit to be desired on the mound. David's aware of that, and he'll talk about that as well. A couple other things, though, that are really important here to uh, look back on. Widener. Uh, Kyle Brex, an outstanding weekend for him. Uh, over with the pride. Look, Widener's 1-5. They've had a tough go of things as of late. <laughs> they knocked off Salisbury, though, over the past weekend. And uh, Aiden O'Brien tossed an outstanding game uh, there for, for the pride. I, I really think Widener is one of those teams that, um, you know, once they get things going, get into conference play, they're going to be uh, a team to be reckoned with. I really think that they have some solid talent over there. Um, so why they're definitely uh, a storyline knocking off Salisbury. And then they played Cortland is uh, really good as well. And Cortland, uh, I believe is the number two team in the country at the D three level. So, so definitely, um, you know, hats off to Widener this past weekend, even though the record may not indicate it, they've, they've done some solid stuff there as of late. You hop over D two <laughs> Westchester, um, just destroying their weekend competition. I think they, they outscored their opponents 42-4. to four. Uh, Luke Cantwell, just, again, a machine. Going 9 for 15 at the plate. Uh, three homers, 21 total bases. You know, um, Keith Flaherty, Corey Stuffer. They they all just, again, piled it on. Um, you know, with some video game numbers here. You know, as a team, they hit 394 of the weekend um, in, their, in their three wins. And, yeah, outscoring their opponents 42-4. to four. Um, swipe in seven bags. Again, just an outstanding look for Westchester here to open up the season. Uh, two wins against the College of St. Rose and then also against St. Anselm. They'll play um, at Father Judge uh, a couple games this coming weekend. They'll play Pace, and then they'll uh, also play University of the Sciences. So you know, if you're in the Philly area and you don't want to make the uh, the little jaunt out to Westchester, um Definitely check out check out Westchester this weekend in the Northeast at Father Judge. Um, definitely some some quality talent there on display. You know, coming back here, um, you know, Penn State Abington, Ryan McCarty needs to be uh, recognized. He is recognized. Um, he and Kyle Brex are sharing um, our, our D three Player of the Week honors. McCarty hit five eighty three over the weekend. Seven for 12, four homers, eight runs scored, eight RBIs. It's important to keep in mind here, though, what he's meant to that program. Um, you know, he's rewriting the record book there. I think he leads, uh, you know, with the most career home runs. Uh, his batting average is like 403 for his career. Just an outstanding athlete. And he is one that I've talked to multiple people in the area uh, taking a look at him and and seeing if he can play at the next level. So great arm. He also pitches. You may see him in action this weekend on the mound for the Nittany Lions. Now Penn State 
Abington this this coming weekend. We'll play down in Fayetteville uh, at Methodist for the Methodist tournament. So they'll face Methodist on Friday. They'll play Hampton Sydney College on Saturday and DeSales on Sunday. So some action there for the Nittany Lions. After that, they go down to uh, Florida for uh, a week. And then, you know, hey, it's still early. And again, it's only two games, so we can't get too ahead of ourselves. But talk about measuring up to the competition. Nittany Lions will face number one team Salisbury on the 15th of March on the road down in Salisbury. So could be a game to circle on the calendar. You know, we'll wait and see how Penn State Abington, uh, what they do for an encore uh, this coming weekend down at Methodist. Um, I mentioned Kyle Brex a little bit ago, and, and he is sharing our co-D3 player, the offensive player of the week uh, award. And it's important to note here what, what he accomplished um, over the weekend. Nine for 14, homer, five RBIs, three doubles, um, Again, played played excellent in a game against Salisbury. Definitely deserving of a notice there. And then on the mound, I also mentioned Aiden O'Brien. He's our D3 Pitcher of the Week. Um, through six solid innings against Salisbury. Gave up one on unearned run on five hits. Uh, three strikeouts. Walked just one. Really, really solid start for him. So that's Widener. And as I mentioned, they're one in five to start things off. I don't think they're going to stay that way. I think they're a quality team. Uh, a couple tough losses early on with plenty of time to uh, obviously turn things around before entering conference play. Jumping up here to uh, D2, I mentioned uh, a few moments ago, just the pure domination put on by Westchester. Um, Luke Cantwell. It's a trend here, I feel like, these video game numbers. Let's see if they continue. Luke Cantwell um, kind of followed suit with McCarty and, and, and Brex and everybody else. Three homers, six RBIs um, over the weekend. <laughs> 2.047 OPS, 21 total bases. Um, the Marple Newtown grad just, again, performed exceptionally well at the plate. And then pitcher of the week, uh, Joe Sparone, a uh, Cardinal Harrograd himself, four shutout innings, um, didn't surrender a hit, struck out six, um, six of the 12 batters he faced. Uh, again, worthy of, of a note, definitely there for Westchester. Uh, they'll open, uh, again, they'll play, they'll stay local this weekend uh, over at Father Judge. Jumping up to the D1 level, uh, Villanova had a rough go of things out at Pepperdine. Um, really didn't look again, it's tough. And, and Kevin Mulvey even spoke about this earlier, um, with me when, when talking, um, you know, about what to expect this season, you know, it's tough for these teams in the Northeast to just go out West minimal time outside and, and compete. And, um, you could tell that the, the, it was a little, a little tough for Villanova, especially with the bats, uh, to get things going out there at Pepperdine. Uh, unfortunately, they they were swept there. They'll head down to the Citadel this weekend for uh, a series down there. Penn uh, University of Penn will open up their season against Texas A&M. Who, man, by the way, I saw them. Uh, ESPN Plus is awesome for college baseball. If you're not subscribed, definitely subscribe. Um, I had a chance to watch Texas A&M, and man, they got some ball players down there, some absolute studs. So it'll be a, a nice test for Penn. Um, again, keeping in mind their truncated schedule last year, um, they have a legitimate talent. 
Um, John does a great job there. John Yurkal at, at Penn and, and getting guys there that are just, um, you know, gamers. And, and uh, again, if you followed along, you know this. So many of those guys that were on the team pre-COVID um, ended up transferring out. And they didn't transfer and go to, you know, little schools on, no one really knows about. They went to Duke. They went to Rice. They went to Notre Dame, right? They, these these guys went to programs that carry uh, a name with them. So definitely interesting to see there what will happen with Penn opening up with Texas A&M. Moving over to St. Joe's, taking two or three over the weekend uh, from Quinnipiac. You know, I don't know if you saw this. The um, They played Saturday. Was it Saturday? Saturday. When the uh, squall... The snow squall moved through uh, the Philadelphia area. A little bit of squall ball on Saturday at Smithson Field. Uh, the video is pretty intense, too. That snow was coming down, man. Uh, but either way, the Hawks taking two of three from Quinnipiac. Nate Thomas just, I mean, th- th- what can you say? I mean, he's another guy. Just He picks up where he left off from last year. A homer in every game, finished with eight RBIs, uh, 14 total bases, OPS over 2,000. Uh, just, again, the complete package at the plate. Um, this guy. So Nate Thomas earning our D1 Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, pitcher of the Week, I didn't mention this, was uh, Cole Patton from Villanova. Um, it was his first start, first appearance with Nova over the weekend he made. Um, he pitched really well. Uh, he's a transfer from Seton Hall. He ended up tossing uh, seven and two-thirds. Uh, gave up five runs, but none were earned. Uh, didn't walk a batter, struck out six. Really deserved better. Uh, so defensive miscues ended up hurting him and hurting the Wildcats um, in that series against Pepperdine. All right, so now we'll turn to uh, my conversation with head coach David Miller, uh, Penn State Abington. Again, making his debut with the Nittany Lions this past weekend. It's important to note, man, this guy went through a lot with LaSalle, did all he could to keep that program alive. I think it's a real win for the scene that Miller stayed in Philadelphia. He had opportunities to go elsewhere. Uh, it's great that he didn't. It's good that he's here. It's good that he's local. And I think Penn State Abington is going to um, really, really appreciate having him on board. So here's my conversation with David talking about the weekend, the bats, what he saw, some interesting tidbits here because he admits he went into the weekend a bit concerned about how those guys looked. All right, so I'm joined here with David Miller from Penn State Abington, and what a debut it was, huh, David? Yeah, it was pretty exciting, um, <laughs> uh, to say the least. I, you know, I knew coming into the season that the team had some offensive potential. You know, I, looking at their numbers, they batted 343 as a team last year, and, you know, I know that they had um, – you know, Ryan McCarty and Zach Morales returning, um, you know, Justin Fogel's out with a handmade injury, but, um, you know, I knew they could hit. I just didn't realize it was going to be that exciting on, on my first day, my first and, week. Yeah. And I mean, everybody knows baseball in the Northeast. It's tough to get out early on. And it's usually the bats behind everybody. That wasn't the case last weekend for you guys. No, I mean, we have yet to be outside, you know, in Philadelphia, it's been cold, you know, I'm coming from LaSalle where we actually had turf, you know, Penn state Abington, we play on grass. So we just haven't had a field. So we've been inside 
you know, in the gym or over at um, the Coliseum in Conshohocken and training. And uh, one of the things that I always tell the kids is, you know, it, it, there's an adjustment period when you're hitting in a cage, you know, day after day after day. I call it, I, I, I kind of compare it to like, you know, those horses in the street that wear those blockers on sure. peripherally. You know, so that first time out, the, the swings are, it's going to have an effect. And, you know, I, I was excited with what the kids were doing in the batting cages. But then when we got down to Guilford and we took our first batting practice outside, you know, I'm standing next to Jeff Manto. Um, and I'm like, these guys, they don't look good. <laughs> you know, this could be a long weekend for us. And I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, first batter of the game, base hit. And then Ryan McCarty steps up on a one-two pitch, drills it over the center field fence. I'm like, right. wow, okay. Um, you know, next guy makes an out. And then my four hitter, a freshman, Anthony Ben Cardino, comes up and hits another one about 420 over the center field fence. And from there on out, it was just one through nine. Um, you know, everybody seemed to have been – everybody was locked in. I could tell from that text too that you sent me on Saturday night about just how excited you were. Like, wow, these guys can really hit the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, it's funny, Pat. I, I didn't know who to call. Sure. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna text Pat Gordon. You made the right call. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, saying, you know, like it, it just was. You know, I've been in this game a long time now. I'm 48 years old. I've sure. probably been playing baseball since I was five years old, and you know, to score 62 runs on 55 hits in a two game, nine in two, nine inning games, you know, I've seen 20 hits before in a game. I've seen 20 runs before in a game, but I don't think I've ever seen 30 runs on 30 hits in a game, you know, whether that's little league, right. High school. I just don't think I've ever seen it. And, um, you know, even when we started to put in, you know, some of, you know, our, our backup players, to get some at bats, I, I had Josh Barr and Christian Reyes both come in in the sixth or sixth and seventh inning, both get four at bats in the three innings, and and you know three they, they had three hits apiece. I mean, didn't matter who I put in; it just you know, right? I, you know, I know from a coaching standpoint, my job is to get these guys ready. You know, we I have a good coaching staff with Joe Demento, Jeff Manto, Mike Roth, Neil Ahmed, Matt Zoltek. But my job is to kind of keep these guys motivated and keep them hungry and keep that chip on their shoulder. And, you know, one through nine and then nine through 18 were just yeah. ready to go. I mean, it was, it, it was a sight for sight that I'd never seen. And I, I, I didn't know what else to do, but just sit back <laughs> and enjoy it. Well, and it's good too, because the Penn State Abington program over the past few years has put together some solid records, some solid, you know, solid ball players, obviously, it just hasn't gotten the um, press or the attention. I think that that program in particular deserves, I think a, a weekend like this, as early as it may have been, it's still sort of a signature, right? I mean, this is like, Hey, look at us. And you know, it, I remember you saying to me, you don't want to be the hunted yet. You want to go out and, 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 and hunt still and get the no, this kind of may put a bit of a target on you though. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we were getting tweets from, you know, D three baseball. Uh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I want to do is I want to promote Penn State Abington. I want to make Penn State Abington, you know, a destination for Division Three baseball. And, 
you know, we were getting write-ups from, you know, honestly, people I've never heard of, uh, you know, just kind of saying, have you seen this? And yeah, yeah, I, I, I 100% want to stay in the shadows until, you know, we get to conference. I, you know, I didn't want to, I'm not going to not say I don't appreciate. Sure. Yeah. Publicity because these guys certainly deserve it. But I really, you know, when we went to practice back today after the weekend, you know, I kind of wanted to bring them in and try to bring them back to earth. You know, I, I, you know, yeah, we scored 62 runs, but we, you know, we did give up 24. (laughs) Right. And that was, that was going to be a follow-up I had. I mean, that that's kind of overshadowed when your offense scores 62 runs, you know, pitching was a bit of an issue this weekend, but again, still early. Right. I mean, and, and, and you have some faith in the arms there. Yeah, we, I I'm very, you know, excited to see what this pitching staff can do. I mean, um, I learned a lot over the past few years from some of the pitching coaches that I've had, you know, and you know, we're not, we're not going to be a team that sends out, four or five guys thrown in the mid nineties, you know, we have to, we have to work with strike one, you know, we have to really work around the changeup. you know, we have to, you know, we have to pitch, we have to pitch smart. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not defending anything that we did. You know, we had 15 walks as a staff in game one, but the opposing team had 13. Sure. You know, you know, we are still a college baseball team, but you know, I will go out and say that the strike zone was was very major league that day. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't miss three inches off a corner um, at all. And, you know, it was great for, for the offense. Um, but, you know, so I really don't think we truly will know what, our, what the pitching staff is going to be until we get, you know, a couple more weeks into the season. Sure. Now, I have to ask about Ryan and, and McCarty and what he has done you know, obviously now he's he's just rewriting the record books essentially for Penn State Abington and and I think you know much of D three um, you know and, and just baseball fans in the area need to take notice of this guy. You know, seven for twelve, four homers, hit five eighty three over the weekend. Uh, I believe his career average is about four oh five now. I mean, again, how can you put him in the words what he means to your program? Right, now? he he's just a kid who really understands baseball, but he every day comes to practice, he wants to learn something. I mean, he's, he's embraced this coaching staff. You know, he, he has a philosophy, he has his philosophy of hitting and we want, we don't want to mess with that, but we also want to incorporate ours. And, um, you know, while he was really trying to find his groove, I would, I would guess in the cages, you know, he was really working on some things. Um, But when, you know, when the, when that, bright lights turn on. I mean, I think that some people just will figure it out. Like they're meant, they're meant for the bright lights. And, you know, I try to get him angry. I try to like the kids always smiling. He's always right. smile on his face, you know, whether he makes a mistake, you know, he does something positive. He's always smiling. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do something to help him. Cause I think this kid, you know, from a D D three perspective, I think this kid has a chance to earn a paycheck playing baseball. Uh, I think he has the right guys, you know, in, in his corner right now that might be able to to get some scouts out there to take a look at him. Yeah. Um. But the kid, really, he's just a 
flat out gamer. I mean, you know, he probably one of the best arms on our team. Luckily we didn't have to throw him because he's our, you know, he's our starting shortstop. Um, but we've got to figure out how to use him and protect him and make sure we get the best out, you know, the best right. out, you know, from a day-to-day basis. Now, what are the plans headed down to Fayetteville for a, a tournament down in Methodist this weekend? You have what Methodist, Hampton, Sydney, and DeSales. What, yeah. um, you know, what are you looking for? What's the pitching, you know, uh, rotation looking like? What, what's your game plan heading down there this weekend? Uh, well, you know, I think one of the good things is, is that, you know, Two of our better pitchers are both our middle infielders, like I just said, you know, but, you know, Jaden Himmelreich is our starting second baseman and he had, you know, video game numbers this weekend as well. I think he was actually hit by a pitch five or six times over the two games, put up nine RBIs from, from the seven hole as our switch hitting second baseman. But, you know, he's a kid that I really saw him being, you know, one of our aces. So he'll, he'll, he didn't pitch this weekend, which was great because um, we didn't have to use him, but he'll start Friday, um, you know, and then we got Anthony Ben Cardino, the George Mason transfer, um, also our right fielder and our DH and hit two home runs this weekend, but he's our, you know, big hard throwing lefty. Um, and then we'll go back to Greg Wiley on Sunday. Um, so I'm really excited because there's, there's a lot of promise in the staff. It's, you know, uh, just, we got to get outside more. Again, we, 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 we've come home. We're still not outside. We're still inside, you know, so it's I'm just hoping for uh, a little bit nicer weather, right. you know, when we get back from North Carolina, but you know, we, you know, I've always been a believer of just get it done, you know, like, you know, no reason for excuses. Um, sure. We're inside. So what figure it out when we get outside, you know, it was the first time, taking ground balls on grass last weekend and since the season ended last year. And, you know, if I can get these kids to just understand mistakes are going to happen, it's a game of failure. Just get it done, figure it out, make a mistake. So what? Flush it on to the next. And I think these guys have kind of embraced that and um, they're hungry and they want to, they want to shock the world. And they, but they also want, I think they also want the D3 world to know that, you know, in their minds, they deserved, I think, some national recognition preseason, didn't get it. And now I think you pissed them off. <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, the rest and the rest of D three is gonna hear about it. I um hope so. David, question for you. Uh, you know, coming from D one, and again, you have experience in, in various levels, you know, from high school on up, obviously. From a, a scouting standpoint, right? Like you knew all of the A ten teams, you knew kind of who the go to players were on each team. You know, you know their aces and stuff. How difficult right now for you, at least, given that you took the job in January, you know, you're going down to, to Fayetteville, you're facing three schools that, you know, you may have very little knowledge of. How tough of is it for you as a coach or scout? How much are you relying on your assistants that may have been, you know, at the D3 level for a little while that know these programs a bit more? Does that help you at all? Like, how does that work for you? Well, I think one of the best things that happened was when, when I got the job in middle of January, um, you know, the two assistant coaches that had kind of ran the team in the fall and Joe Demento and Mike Roth. Well, I had coached with Mike when I first got out of pro ball and I took my first coaching job. It was, was at Rutgers Camden, a D three, right, right over the bridge and, and scrappy Mike's nickname scrap 
um, was a, was a coach on that team as well. So, you know, when I reached out to him to let him know that I'm going to take the job, he was excited to, to stay on board and, and Joe was excited to learn too. And, but they've been very instrumental and they've been very, um, they've been very great that to help me, like, like honestly, like I, I've never heard of Guilford college. Like I, I didn't never even heard of the school before. Sure. Um, so I have a lot to learn. Like, and that's what I do every night. You know, I'm, you know, at the division one level, I have, I have scouting, you know, uh, apps and computer things that can help me watch games and, and get scouting reports from teams. Uh, you know, we have a thing called synergy. Well, only a handful of schools have synergy at, the, at this level. So, you know, a lot of it's just trying to find games on TV, doing homework, you know, um, and figuring things out on your own, you know, so having the two coaches that, that have been in the D3 world for a little bit are, are, is really helpful. Um, no, I think that's great. And, and it's something that, you know, it's, it's so tough when you get below even some of the D1 conferences, uh, you know, ESPN plus is great for college baseball, but there's still so many schools that for whatever reason, either, either it's a school or the conference just haven't adapted to it. Um, it blows my mind how many schools at the D one level still haven't done it. But uh, yeah, I can envision that being a bit of a problem at the D three level, lack of info. Some of the schools, you know, I, I go through doing research, you know, some of them still have last year's schedule up and things like that. So that's a challenge. And I, I don't even think I was added to Penn state's website, you know, <laughs> until a couple of days ago. <laughs> so I, yeah. I know that, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot of things going on more so right now for some of these schools and to worry about up there and state's roster, you know, very true. um, You know, the school's been fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Like uh, my father went here, like, you know, we talked earlier, it's just, um, you know, these kids deserve, you know, as much as I can give them. and, And I love it. And so, you know, hopefully we can, we can, make some noise and you know uh hopefully we can still stay the hunted or be, you know i don't i i i don't really want to come out of the shadows just yet but you know i think uh, i gotta be prepared that people are going to try to pitch us a little bit you know tougher coming down up these few games so david look i uh wish you nothing but the best this weekend down in fayetteville for the tournament good luck i appreciate it pat thank you all right, so there you have it. That's David Miller over at Penn State Abington. Appreciate him taking the time here on this uh, Tuesday night to chat with me to talk about their past weekend and, and things that are going on over there at Abington. Look, I hope this is something that you uh, you get some value from. My goal here, again, as I outlined when I first started this, was to just provide more coverage to the Philadelphia college baseball scene um, I, I really think this is one small way that I can do that in addition to you know, writing the stories and the recaps and profiling the coaches and players and, and just sharing all of the good that's happening around here. If there's something more I can do that I'm not aware of um, or that you would like to see, uh, give me a heads up. Let me know. Drop me a line. My email is pgordon at philadelphiabaseballreview.com. I'm aware that's a long email address. I hear it all the time. But either way, it's pgordon at philadelphiabaseballreview.com. Hit me up there. 
Uh, send me a DM on Twitter, P Gordon PBR, uh, you know, wherever. Uh, Facebook, we have a page there too. You know, I just want to hear from you. Uh, let me know what what's working, what's not. Now, this will show up if you already are a subscriber to the Philadelphia Baseball Review podcast. This will fall in there as a show. And I'm going to leave it that way. I think that's the right thing. And the last thing I want to do is siphon, you know, um, baseball coverage versus, you know, Phillies coverage versus college coverage. I want to keep it all together. But what I'm going to end up doing likely is titling the show's uh, Philadelphia College Baseball Show, part of the Philadelphia Baseball Review podcast, something along those lines. So look it up on iTunes, um, Spotify, Apple, whatever, wherever you go for podcast um search philadelphia baseball review philadelphia baseball review podcast whatever you do uh, you know look for that and you should find this and again share it with your friends uh parents of players coaches you know whatever uh we're gonna try and do some similar stuff with high school this year delve into that uh you know again part of what's allowing all this to happen is the the um the issues that Major League Baseball is going through right now. So, um, you know, college baseball is the one show in town, and, and I'll be damned. I'm going to give you as much coverage as I can to support these guys across the Philadelphia region. So with that, I'm Patrick Gordon, founder and executive editor of the Philadelphia Baseball Review. Appreciate you taking the time to listen here. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, also, if you haven't yet, hit us up on the website. Scroll down to the bottom. Subscribe to our mailing list. Uh, we've seen a nice, nice tick up there. Um, we're we're starting to roll out our by or every other day newsletters, um, getting you some content that isn't necessarily on the site, but it's also getting you some information about recruitment, um, what camps are uh, around in the area, just some tidbits about some of the college programs, obviously some Phillies info, some farm info, um, updates on podcast guests. So, again, just a good thing to kind of keep tabs. Uh, a couple of mailings a week when, um, if, I think it'll happen. Major League Baseball comes back, you know, we'll kick that in the, to daily when, when the regular season starts up. But either way, definitely, I would encourage you to take a look. And, again, you can see all of this, PhiladelphiaBaseballReview.com. <laughs>